I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Good morning and welcome to Not Gambling Advice, sponsored by Prize Picks. Use code Just Baseball or code Just Gridiron when you download for a full deposit match. In this episode, we have a Game 5 pick as well as one prop in the MLB, and I also have you two props in the Monday night football game between the Chargers and the Broncos in L.A., as well as my full game pick on the spread. I won't be touching the total in this game, but again, spread pick, two props, and for the MLB, one game pick and one prop. Let's do a quick recap of yesterday before we get into all of the picks. We edged happiness last night and lost. My fandom won out with the Yankees winning 4-2, to two, but ultimately our Guardians bet lost. Today, we aren't hedging anything. I'm going with my best play possible. I was abysmal on Sunday in football. On the podcast, which you heard, if you tailed my picks, you would have gone 2-1. and one. Great. But on Sunday, personally, I hedged out of that under because of some crazy line movement. And instead, I added the Packers. Instead, I added the Dolphins. Guess what? 0-2. So I had a 1-3 day. Just a disaster by me. But I learned from it. I learned from it. Go with your gut. Our regular season record is now 226 and 185, winning at a 55% rate plus 42.09 units in the MLB. In the NFL, we are 27, 16, and 1, winning at a 63% rate, good for up 10.1 units. Let's start with baseball and get into football. Cleveland Guardians versus the New York Yankees, Game 5, starting at 7.07 p.m. Eastern. It's Aaron Savali, a righty for the Guardians, who's 5-6 with a 4.92 ERA and a 1.19 whip, taking on Jamison Tyone, righty for the Yankees, 14-5 with a 3.91 ERA and a 1.13 whip. Game 5, winner go home. Guardians versus Yankees at Yankee Stadium. I thank the Lord this game is happening so I don't have to watch Monday Night Football. I will have a pick on that game, and I'll probably watch the second half, possibly, if the Yankee game is over, but I will be glued to the television. Let me explain first about the line of picking a winner today because I think it's speaking to us. This line, which is around minus 150, minus 160, is inflated towards the Yankees, but I think the books expect the Yankees to win. If you're new to betting... That may not make a ton of sense, what I just said there. What I believe is they are making you pay a premium on the Yankees, even though it's much closer than this. I have this line around minus 130 for the Yankees, meaning the Yankees should be the favorites, but not at this price. Therefore, the Guardians, you could say, have solid value here, but the probability of them winning just doesn't seem worth it to me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to stay away from picking a winner. Boring, I know, but I do have a more intriguing way of going into this matchup. Aaron Savali should have early troubles. I'm actually shocked he's getting the ball today, but with that said, I'll be equally as shocked if he throws more than two, maybe three innings. He has not fared well against the Yankees this season. In two starts, he's rocking a 10.00 ERA over nine innings. But through 81 plate appearances against the Yankees' current roster, he's holding a 292 X Woba, a 245 expected batting average, and a 398 expected slugging. It's pretty solid. 
In Yankee Stadium on April 24th, he threw three innings and allowed seven hits and six earned runs in a 10-2 loss for Cleveland. On July 2nd at home, he allowed four runs over six innings in a 6-1 loss. It's been that kind of season for Savali, who's rocking a 5.88 ERA on the road this season compared to a 3.80 ERA at home. He's also been the bearer of some bad luck. He's not as bad as his 4.92 ERA says. He is a better pitcher than what he's shown this season. But he does have a home run issue. He's allowing 1.33 home runs per nine innings, which is not a good recipe against his potent Yankees offense at Yankee Stadium. Similar to Quantrill, Savali doesn't match up very well against the Yankees. Pitchers like Bieber can get you to swing outside the zone and can give the Yankees issues as both of you know Bieber and McKenzie sort of, but McKenzie just didn't have that great a start. But in general, guys that make you chase outside the zone are the pitchers that the Yankees struggle more often than not against. Pitchers like Quantrill and Savali, who are around the zone with less than wipeout stuff, often fall victim to the Yankees' power to all fields. We've now seen it twice with Quantrill, who is a better pitcher than Aaron Savali is. But following Aaron Savali will be Shane Bieber, I think. It's currently unclear how the Guardians will go about following Savali. They have most of their bullpen arms ready and rested to go, and they are lethal. That includes De Los Santos, Stefan, Karinczak, and Class A, an incredible unit of arms that should lock down the later innings. I do think the Yankees strike quickly against Savali for an early lead, but then the scoring kind of comes to a halt. Jamison Tyon will get the ball for the Yankees, whose current 2022 playoff ERA is INF. INF means infinity, meaning he was unable to record an out after allowing two earned runs on Friday. He didn't get crushed, but he got a taste of what the Guardians have been doing to most pitchers throughout the season. They don't cut your head off. They just slash you with a butter knife until you bleed out. Jamison Tyon threw 33 plate appearances against the Guardians' current roster, 232 x well, but 217 expected batting average at 288 expected slugging. Very solid. I've written this in about 600 articles and about 600 podcasts this year about who the Guardians like to face. They like four-seam slider pitchers who try and get you to chase outside the zone. The Guardians simply don't chase, and they wait for you to hang one in the middle of the zone. They are like cheetahs laying in the grass. They could probably outrun you, but they wait until you finally give in and drink water from the lake before chasing you down. Tyon has had some success against Cleveland on April 22nd, throwing five innings while allowing only one earned run, but he did give up seven hits in that outing, and he just doesn't match up that well against Cleveland. I expect him to throw three innings, probably one run, before handing the ball off to Nestor. Nestor has been one of the best pitchers in the American League this season. Against the Guardians in a high-leverage situation, he didn't look quite as sharp, but in a shorter stint, I do think he'll pitch better, considering it took four innings for the Guardians to score against him. When I say he didn't look as sharp, he didn't look like one of the best pitchers in the American League, but he still pitched pretty well, only allowed two earned runs through five innings. There are a lot of reasons to expect runs early, but just not late. The bullpens have been marvelous in this series, especially the Guardians. The weather is also supposed to be less than ideal. There's wind blowing in and more than likely we'll see some rain. Ballpark Pal is calling for an 8% decrease in runs. The run should come against Savali and Tyone, but that's where the scoring is going to stop. I don't have much faith in the Yankees scoring late against this lethal Guardians bullpen that's very well rested. But I also don't have, I don't have a ton of faith in the Yankees bullpen, but the Guardians offense doesn't look as strong, which gives me more faith in them. The Yankees will have Jonathan Loaiza, Lutrevino, Clay Holmes, Clark Schmidt, and Wandy Peralta in a pinch if they need him. You combine that with Nestor and Tyone, and I'm not sure the Guardians put up more than three runs in this whole game. 
I have this game ending 4-3 to three in favor of the Yankees. The first half total is at 4, and I think it lands on 4 through 5. I just don't see how 4 more runs are scored in the later innings. So considering we have the hook to play with, I'll be on the full game under. That's the the pick is Guardians versus Yankees under 7.5, which is currently minus 120. That is 1.2 units to win one unit. If for some reason it drops down to 7, I think that's where the game is going to land on. So I guess I wouldn't play it unless you can get it at plus money. But if we're getting a hook here, give me 7.5. And, and my favorite prop, probably the squares prop on the board, but this is who I'm riding. First of all, Aaron Judge has home run odds about plus 185 because I think he's going to hit a home run today. I do. He matches up very well against Aaron Savali. He does. And while he hasn't been that great this series, he put up some solid at-bats yesterday. He's facing Aaron Savali, who he's done well against in the past, and against a guy like Aaron Judge, who's a righty. Aaron Savali is going to go more of the sinker and more of the curveball. Aaron Judge hits most pitches, but he really hits those. I think that Aaron Judge early on will hit a home run off Aaron Savali. That's my prediction. But even if he doesn't, give me over one and a half bases. That is currently available on prize picks. The good thing about Aaron Judge is we could go through each one of the bullpen arms, but it's Aaron Judge. If he doesn't get off Savali, I think he can get it off somebody. I'm going Aaron Judge over one and a half bases. My next game of the day. Not nearly as cool as Game 5, but still something that we're going to play. And that is the Broncos versus the Chargers. Currently, the Broncos are plus 4.5. And and the over-under, it's been moving up and down. Um, Right now, it's about 46, 45.5, 46.5, depending on what kind of book you get it. I'd say most books around 46. I'm not going to play it, even though divisional unders in prime time, it's been a cash cow, but the public has definitely caught on to this about now, and that is factored into the line. And I think that these two offenses can get it going, so I'm not going to be playing on the total. I would lean the under, but again, not going to play it. So if you're looking for a lean, my lean would be the under based on a lot of those systems, but it's factored in the line, like I said, so I'm not going to touch it. But let's continue. I like the Broncos here. So There's not a lot of analysis that I can give you to tell you why I think that the Broncos are a good enough team to maybe win this game outright or at least keep this close. They have been dreadful, but they have been dreadful on primetime. And at this current juncture, 73% of tickets are on the Chargers. Everybody knows that the Broncos are terrible, but they don't really have home field advantage here, at least the Chargers don't. There will be a lot of Broncos fans, so I'm not giving the Chargers some home field advantage crutch. I'm not. So I think that this line is very telling. I think the Chargers win this game 23-20. to I think this is a field goal game. Remember, you sometimes have to defy logic in these divisional primetime games. Does it seem like Los Angeles is just going to crush them? Yes. So bet with the public. Do you think that it's probably going to go under? Sure. Bet with the public. What I do is I fade 
But even if it was 50-50, which it is not, I would still be going with the Broncos here. It's a gross spot, doesn't make a lot of sense, but four and a half is just too many points for this Chargers team, who's at the same time is going to be missing Keenan Allen. Um, you know, Joey Bosa is is on the is on the IR. They are not a fully healthy team, and I don't see this Chargers team as a complete juggernaut. This is one of my worst takes in the preseason. I had the Chargers winning the Super Bowl. They have not looked like a Super Bowl team. You know, the the vibe is that Nathaniel Hackett can't coach, that Russell Wilson is a weirdo. And you'd be right, but does that mean that the Chargers win by more than a touchdown? Does that mean they win by five or more? I don't think so. I think the Broncos are going to keep this one close. So give me plus four and a half for the Denver Broncos. And two of my favorite props, um, you guys know we have been cashing on backup running backs. We have just been the backup running back podcast, and I'm going back to the well again. I really like Joshua Kelly, over 18 and a half. It was his first game where he had over 18 and a half this season and last week, and it's because they're using him more. Austin Eckler's props are really, really low, 59 and a half. You don't think he can get 59 and a half? Of course he can, right? I don't know. I think they're going to use Joshua Kelly a lot. And um, this is one of those games where you give him five, six carries, and I think he goes over this. He's averaging almost four. He's averaging four and a half yards a carry. So you, if you give me five carries for him, I'm confident he can get this against a lackluster um, Chargers run defense. I really do. I think Joshua Kelly over 18 and a half is a great play, especially on prize picks on books. It's around 19 and a half, 20 and a half. Get it on prize picks. That's why you should use our code. So I'll be over his rushing total. And another one, you're going to hate this one. I'm taking Russell Wilson under a half interception. On books, it's around minus 140, minus 150 to go over. He's not going to throw an interception. I don't think he will be. I think that's going to be one of the most popular props. They think he's a weirdo. They think he's a creep. And you'd be right. But is he going to throw an interception in this game? I'm not so sure. I think they're going to run the ball a ton. I think they're going to rely on their running backs here in a divisional game. And I don't think he throws an interception. Right now, he has three interceptions on the year. He's two and, you know, they've played five weeks so far. He's not a guy that often throws interceptions. He doesn't perform that well, but he's not a guy constantly throwing interceptions. I'm going to take Russell Wilson under half an interception. So, just to recap, I have the under seven and a half in game five. I have Aaron Judge over one and a half bases. I have Russell Wilson under an interception, as well as I have, what else do I have? Joshua Kelly under 18 and a half rushing yards. Remember to play these props on prize picks. That's where you're getting the best value. If you want to play um, the under half an interception for plus money on books, great. But if you want to pair them with Joshua Kelly, which you will get a better line on prize picks and you will get a better line for Aaron Judge, prize picks is the place to do it. And make sure you use code just baseball or code just gridiron when you download. But we have to remember that none of this was gambling advice.